Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at bite.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I'm John Fugel saying welcome. I'm so glad you're with us. This is Sirius XM Progress. Thank you, Dean Ovidala, for being such a great live lead in. Thank you, all the great programming on Sirius XM Progress all day that raises our game. My name's John Fugel saying I come to you from New York City. So does our producer, Thea Harper. She's in Brooklyn. Our executive producer, Chris Hauselt, runs this beast out of the South Carolina Bureau. We are so glad y'all are with us tonight. 866-997-4748 will be our number for the next couple of hours. And we'd love to have you be part of our show. It's 866-997-GRIT. We're going to be joined tonight uh, by some very special guests. TP's Frank, Frank Conniff, the legendary star of Sirius X... Sirius XM of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mr. Conniff will be here later on this evening to tell jokes, give you advice, answer all of your questions about every possible subject and possibly save your marriage. Our number is 866-997-4748. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, the big show, Sexy Liberal Tour with Stephanie Miller and Hal Sparks and Frangela and me will be in San Francisco on the 20th saturday night please be there come on up to san francisco we're going out to la next week the week after next i guess we will be in la the whole week leading up to the big show in san francisco and bringing some of our favorite los angeles journalists and comics uh back into the hollywood spaces for sirius xm hope you'll be there with us i think we're all set it was a crazy day guys i'm like trying to keep track of the news to be able to come here and act like i know what i'm doing did y'all pay attention to the news today because it it really didn't stop and it was a crazy one. The Supreme Court said they will take up Donald Trump's appeal of Colorado's 2024 ballot decision. The oral arguments will begin on February 8th. The House Republicans are going to come back to session Tuesday in a very chaotic situation. They're only going to have eight session days before the first government shutdown deadline. And their little tiny majority is about to get a lot tinier. Also, and we're going to be having some fun with this tonight, a uh, longtime NRA chief and mass murder accomplice Wayne LaPierre resigned. 
uh, just days before the start of the massive civil trial brought against the NRA by the state of New York. And uh, Letitia James is having a very busy January. She petitioned the judge to raise the penalty in Donald Trump's civil fraud trial to $370 million from $250 million. It's okay. He's a billionaire. He can afford it, right? Closing arguments in the summary judgment case will begin next week. Donald Trump is going to wind up destroying everything he inherited from both Barack Obama and his father. The CDC reports a nearly 20% nationwide jump of influenza cases last week. That's on top of the record IRSV cases. And actor David Soule of Starsky and Hutch has left us at the age of 80. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. Oh, and if you want to come see our show uh, Saturday the 20th in San Francisco at the beautiful, stunning Herbst Theater, uh, do me a favor, go to sexyliberal.com, and that's where you get everything you need. Okay, I think we're all set. Are we all set? We got the team already? Let's, uh, let's have a show. Now, um, I want to begin by talking about something that looked like a, a, a pretty official campaign kickoff, at least this year's version. Joe Biden gave a speech today in Valley Forge on the eve of the third anniversary of the terrorist attack on the United States Capitol by a pro-Donald Trump mob. Biden denounced Donald Trump's illegal efforts to stay in power after he lost the 2020 election because uh, he did, in fact, lose it. Here's a clip from the speech today. This is in Valley Forge. Joe Biden pledges to defend and preserve American democracy in a speech aimed at Trump, MAGA politics, and the January 6th insurrection. Today, I make this sacred pledge to you. The defense, protection, preservation of American democracy will remain as it has been the central cause of my presidency. And it was a great speech. Did you hear it? It was pretty inspiring. And it's great because it's January 6th Eve. Let me wish all of you a happy January 6th Eve. I hope you're with loved ones tonight. It's a very special night. Once a year on January 6th Eve, Steve Bannon comes down the chimney and vomits lies and stupidity into the minds of gullible white people. So leave out some cookies and Jägermeister for Steve later on. He's wearing four shirts tonight. So when he vomits on the first one, he can just pull it off and have a clean one underneath. But Steve Bannon is part of a Republican disinformation machine that has spent the last three years making sure the most gullible of white people, the white people who really like being lied to, are filled with lies. And we spend half of our time trying to fight back the demonstrably false lies that they've been pushing. How many? How many lies about January 6th? Off the top of your head, can you name that you've had to hear and debate dozens of times? Um, the riot was an inside job. The rioters were invited into the Capitol by the police. The rioters were just protesting a rigged election. They were completely unarmed. All lies. Uh, there were ghost buses that, that brought dozens of FBI informants before the attack. That was a lie. The jailed rioters are nonviolent political prisoners. No, they're crooks. They confessed or were convicted. They were Antifa. They, they, they were Black Lives Matter. Yeah, they were Black Lives Matter members who happened to have access to Confederate flags. They were Biden supporters who who hated Donald Trump. And that's why they tried so hard to stop Congress from certifying Joe Biden's victory. My God, the stupid is greater than the evil. Uh, what else? January 6th was a false flag attack. Hear that all the time. But Ray Epps, we heard that all last year, that Trump supporter Ray Epps was really an undercover agent. That was completely made up. Just a lie that they spread as long as they could. And then the Justice Department indicted Epps with charges. And some of them still spread it because the news they consume hasn't told them otherwise. I mean, 
Christopher Wray, the FBI director, is a Republican. He was appointed by Donald Trump. He testified under oath that there was nothing to these conspiracy theories that his agency played any role in urging people into the Capitol. Why? If they hated Donald Trump and loved Joe Biden, why are they trying to stop this? Why am I even playing with these hypotheticals? Fox News and the other right-wing media have been huge contributors to keeping any possible conspiracy alive. Because why, guys? Why? The Republican Party has nothing to offer non-millionaires on a policy level. When you understand that the party is driven by greed, it is a cult of selfishness. They only care about power. They don't care about abortion. Voters do, but the politicians don't. They don't care about illegal immigration. They care about power, and they get power by getting ignorant white people angry. And it works. A hugely disproportionate number of Republicans believe the January 6th lies, which show how effective Donald Trump's congenital dishonesty has been, especially when it's amplified by a non-stop right-wing media Nazi echo chamber. University of Maryland poll this week, I'm sure you heard about it, shows a huge portion of your fellow Americans swallow up these lies and ask for more. Lies taste good. I mean, they love the lies about the election, about the insurrection. Only 62% of Americans say Joe Biden's victory was legitimate. It was 69% two years ago. More Republicans have signed on to the lie. A quarter of Americans believe the FBI organized and encouraged the riot. And today we found out in December of 2020, Donald Trump's team was directly orchestrating the submission of fake elector certificates in Michigan to try to steal the election in that state, according to internal emails reviewed by the Detroit News. This was a January 1st email to our good friend Boris Epstein. Hey, Chris, our buddy Boris, he's in the news again. Uh, Ken Chesbro, one of the 19 co-defendants, including Trump, indicted in the Georgia Georgia racketeering case, He said the plan was to just add more fuel to the claims the election was rigged and eventually, here's the words, void the results favoring Joe Biden. We're going to get him so mad and eventually we'll be able to void the results. On that same day, January 1st, three years ago, John Eastman told Boris Epstein they were trying to hold Biden under 270 electoral votes to push the decision to the House so they could steal it. He really said, if the Republicans there hold true and vote with their state delegations, Trump should win a bare majority of the states. These fucking guys were so stupid. They did this through emails, people. And now, who's to say they were wrong? I mean, they were evil. They were liars. They were corrupt. But it worked. 28% of Americans say Donald Trump bears no responsibility for the terrorism attack on our Capitol three years ago. 21% say the people who stormed the Capitol were mostly peaceful. 25% of dumb fucking Americans say the FBI probably or definitely instigated the attack. Why tell these lies? Why do it? Why? Two reasons. One, you have nothing to offer non-millionaires on a policy level. And two, it works. It's the 21st century. Lies are the GOP diet plan. Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. We will be greeted as liberators. Sarah Palin is qualified for high office. Obamacare has death panels. Obama's a Muslim. Obama wasn't really born here, you know. Donald Trump won the 2020 election. At this point, you're you're better off just asking the Republicans in your life, what right-wing conspiracy theories have you not believed? But, you know, look at Mike Johnson. In his November announcement, the Republicans were going to make public thousands of hours of surveillance video from the Capitol attack. Remember that? In his announcement, he said the footage would be released 
so people could see for themselves what happened that day rather than having to rely on the interpretation of a small group of government officials, more or less saying, you know, that the official understanding of events that a mob of Trump fans ransacked the Capitol. Well, that was that wasn't true. That was disinformation. But then Mike Johnson showed what a corrosively dishonest man his mother raised him to be. He gave the game away because he said Republicans would censor the rioters' faces to avoid potential prosecution. Because so many amateur Internet detectives have helped identify rioters and sent tips to the FBI. So Mike Johnson said, we're going to blur their faces. He said, we have to blur some of the faces of persons who participated in the events of the day because we don't want them to be retaliated against and to be charged. That deep Christian is protecting the criminals who beat the holy crap out of cops on your Capitol steps. And here's the deal, folks. I I thought it was Antifa. I thought it was Black Lives Matter. I thought it was FBI agents. Wouldn't an unblurred face confirm it? I mean, you're 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 saying you're going to blur their faces, but you're also saying it's Antifa. Do you understand where I'm going with this? They're protecting criminals because that's all they got. Why does Johnson want to blur the faces? Wouldn't it be easier to identify the FBI agents without blurred faces? No, because then your theory would die. The lie would die. And Mike Johnson is here to bear false witness. They wouldn't be able to identify any FBI employees. Here's more from Valley Forge. Joe Biden here recaps the 2020 election in 20 seconds. More or less, Trump is a loser. Let's be clear about the 2020 election. Trump exhausted every legal avenue available to him to overturn the election, every one. But the legal path just took Trump back to the truth that I'd won the election and he was a loser. Now, Trump has a really good reason to try to change the narrative because he wants to downplay his role in all the violence and he's trying to avoid going to jail on it. So he has made this his entire political identity. He hasn't run away from it. He's run towards it. He's calling the terrorist patriots. He plays videos glamorizing these terrorists. And he says he wants to pardon many of the terrorists that were convicted of assaulting police officers or sedition for trying to overthrow the government. I know. I don't know where the dumb ends and the evil begins with these people. We've had an exhausting congressional investigation into this attack. Hundreds of court cases. But successful hat salesman and rapist Donald Trump promises full pardons and a government apology to the terrorists of January 6th, plus revenge and retribution. Donald Trump's going to be on trial this spring. He's going to be facing charges he tried to overthrow your government and incite the terrorist attack of 2021. And more states are going to consider kicking him off the ballot now that two of them have done it. The Supreme Court's going to be weighing in on this. Supreme Court's also considering whether the government can use an obstruction charge leveled at hundreds of people involved on that day, including Donald Trump. Now, two years ago, or three years ago now, 10 House Republicans did vote to impeach him. Seven Senate Republicans voted to convict him for inciting the terrorist attack on our Capitol. But those weren't enough votes to disqualify him from running again. And this same mass cult psychosis that consumed the Germans during the Third Reich has consumed these ignorant, authoritarian, deeply gullible MAGA white males. Donald Trump has now been endorsed by about a 100 Republican lawmakers, every member of Republican Party leadership, even though he tried to end your democracy, even though he was the one who broke a 220 year American streak of nonviolent transfer of power. I thought Biden's speech today was great. He said you can't be pro-insurrectionist 
and pro-American. It really felt like his first real campaign speech of the year. He's doing another one tomorrow. But he said you can't love your country only when you win. Here's more from the speech today. This is Joe Biden's remarks on January 6th and political violence, which, well, let's just say this stands in stark contrast to the hateful, boasting rhetoric you keep hearing from Donald Trump on the MAGA right. Trump won't do what an American president must do. He refuses to denounce political violence. So hear me clearly. I'll say what Donald Trump won't. Political violence is never, ever acceptable in the United States political system. Never, never, never. It has no place in a democracy, none. You can't be pro-insurrectionist and pro-American. And yet Trump and his MAGA supporters not only embrace political violence, but they laugh about it. At his rally, he jokes about an intruder whipped up by the big Trump lie, taking a hammer to Paul Pelosi's skull and echoing the very same words used on January 6th. Where's Nancy? And he thinks that's funny. He laughed about it. What a sick. I think it's despicable, seriously. Not just for a president, for any person to say that. But to say it to the whole world listening. And this same day, one of the former U.S. Capitol Police officers who became one of the most well-known figures defending the Capitol announced he's running for Congress in Maryland as a Democrat. Thank you, Harry Dunn. Good luck. Let's book him on the show. So (laughs) this is where it's at. The Supreme Court today agreed to decide whether Trump is ineligible for Colorado's Republican primary ballot because he engaged in insurrection in his efforts to throw out the will of the American voters in 2020. And this case could change a lot. It's going to be argued February 8th. It won't make a big difference. Donald Trump's going to lose Colorado anyway. You might as well give Joe Biden those 10 electoral votes as it is. But the court's going to probably decide this quickly. Primary seasons are starting. And if they back it up, If they say Colorado has the right to do this because of Donald Trump's actions, well, watch for other states to follow suit. This court, where one third of the panel was appointed by the person at the center of this question. So amidst all the lies, my friends, here are the facts of January 6th, and it falls to us to repeat them quite a lot. It was an attempt to violently and illegally keep Donald Trump in power. It was a coup attempt. It was an insurrection. It was terrorism. It was a putsch. It is a fact. It is a fact that Donald Trump knew he lost. And he summoned his fans to Washington before the certification and told a crowd at the ellipse that he'd go with them to the Capitol and that they needed to fight like hell. Fact. More than 140 police officers were injured there that day. Fact. Five people died during or immediately after the Capitol attack. All five are dead because of Donald Trump's lies. Four police officers who've been in that fray later died by suicide. So far, 1,240 people have been charged with federal crimes related to January 6th. 452 Americans were charged with assaulting law enforcement officers. 
fact, a Supreme Court judge's wife was one of the activists urging all of this violence to happen. Fact, Donald Trump was president on January 6, 2021. You know what that means? His attorney general, Bill Barr, was a Republican in charge of the DOJ. His FBI director, Christopher Wray, he hired, was appointed by Trump and is a Republican. The FBI was not behind the insurrection. Law enforcement was put in place by Trump. You lying morons. He lied to you, MAGA. He lied to all of his supporters. He has Ashley Babbitt's blood all over his hands. He has the blood of several police officers all over over his hands. Whether that bothers your amoral black and little mediocre hearts or not. And he's still lying about it. He's still walking free. Fact, he watched it on TV as his supporters attacked your capital for 187 minutes. Fact, he ignored the pleas to stop them. Mike Pence said later that day, his reckless words endangered my family and everyone at the Capitol that day. You want to know one more fact? This is all Republicans have, folks. Don't get crazy about this. They have lost so much. They have lost the popular vote in seven of the last eight presidential elections. They have lost big time in the 2018 midterms, the 2020 election, the 2022 midterms. They have lost massively in all special elections due to their gutting Roe v. Wade. They don't legislate. They don't like that we have low unemployment. They don't like that the stock market's doing really well. They don't like that we've avoided a recession. They don't like that America's doing better against inflation than any of our allies. Even Chip Roy and Andy Biggs confirm this party has done nothing. You know what this party achieved in all of 2023? Two things. Letting Kevin McCarthy eventually be speaker and then chasing him out. And that's all. So in closing, Donald Trump has asked the district court judge overseeing his trial for the actions leading up to January 6th to hold special counsel Jack Smith in contempt of court. They're claiming Smith is in violation of a stay order. That's how scared he is. He has no way to fight these charges. The 2024 race, my friends, is not going to be about different policies. It's going to be about one political party that lives in a false reality and believes things that don't exist. We used to think we were going to have to fight for women's rights and immigrants' rights and LGBTQ rights, minority rights, labor rights, children's rights. Now we have to fight over the sky is blue and two plus two is two. You want to know another fact? Over 50% of all gas stations in the United States are now selling gas below $3 a gallon. That's the fact we're going to be hearing a lot about in the next 11 months. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be an American than be a Trump supporter. We want to know what you guys think. We're at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. We will be back in just a moment. I am so excited to welcome tonight's guest. And to talk a little bit more about January 6th and some of the uh, well-sung and unsung heroes who helped the committee get the findings that led all of these legal machinations to begin. Don't go anywhere. This is Progress. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. 
Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. I'm John Fugelsang. This is Sirius XM Progress, and we are at 866-997-4748. Grit. We're going to be joined very shortly by TV's Frank. Let's go to Mitch in Kent State. Hello, Mitch. Thanks for your patience on hold. You're on Progress. Another record for this bird today, Phil Ramone. Uh, oh, Phil Ramone. Okay, right on. I didn't have him. Yeah, he, uh, well, various artists, of course. His, one was most famous was uh, Billy Joel. Yeah, he made the Billy greatest Joel. Billy Joel albums. Greatest Billy Joel albums. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, also, and he also uh, worked, you know who he worked with? He worked with McCartney, and he worked with uh, exactly. Sinead O'Connor. Her standards album, Am I Not Your Girl. Phil Ramone produced that with a big band. And Julian Lennon's first album, also. No, I had no idea. Well, yeah. I, uh, well I, I, Springsteen released uh, Greetings from Asbury Park 51 years ago today, when he was 23 yeah. years old. The thing about that Ramon and McCartney hookup, uh, it was right between, after uh, McCartney did the, the Press album, and before um, Flowers in the Dirt, he worked with Ramon and did some uh, uh, odd tracks, but really never settled on any particular albums. But there's some great uh, material there that, uh, uh, some was on bootleg, and a couple of tracks did service on uh Flaming Pie and a couple other albums, but uh, great work between the two of them. And uh, well, of course, yeah. uh, uh, Simon Gar- uh, Paul Simon also. Oh my God, he worked with Paul Simon too. Uh, those That's right. Years. A great yeah. producer. Uh, just, yeah. yeah, he exactly. died a couple years ago, right? Died a couple years back. Yeah, fifteen, I think it was twenty fifteen, something like that. But uh, yeah, John also. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. Hang Phil on, now Ram- you made Chris mad. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Phil Uh-oh. Ramone, Trouble. it says here, yeah. is credited with having recorded Marilyn Monroe's version of Happy Birthday, Mr. President, That's to right. John F. Kennedy. He worked with oh, everybody. Wow. This guy's life was insane. Oh, my God. I had no yeah. idea. From I, Marilyn Monroe to Sinead O'Connor and all the great Billy Joel albums you love in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> what a span of uh, from one end of the spectrum to the other. That's, that's unbelievable. But thank you, Chris. Yeah. John, you know, being Catholic, uh, Epiphany, January 6th always meant something different uh, before 2020, um, 2021. Uh, yeah. The meaning of Epiphany, I mean, uh, I guess it could be uh, derived a different way nowadays but, uh, with, uh, since the insurrection. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, it's, uh, well, I don't know. I, I looked up the meaning of Epiphany. I know I, I knew somewhat about it. Maybe, Revelation. Uh, yeah, discovery, realization. I yeah. don't know. It was, it, was, it was trying to make a sense out of the two, you know, the two, uh, the two meanings of it. But uh, well, it's a it, pretty, it's, pretty uh, popular word in the Bible. It, yeah, for sure. But uh, you know, as I beat in January sixth, just uh, it was just kind of a weird, uh, uh, you know, anniversary, I guess, of sorts that uh, it, it, yeah. fall on that day. But 
I don't know. I just you know just kind of plucked that one out of the air. But uh, yeah, uh, John. Also, the um, as far as January sixth and in, in, in Biden's speech today, a lot of it I think our election system is so fragile with this with the with the electoral college and everything else. It's just it's so fragile. And things like this that, that you know, that the people that, like in Trump's world that can, uh, you know, uh, expose and, and, and work their, you know, their evil ways to it to, to, to their advantage. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, you know, it, yeah. it should be one person, one vote. That's all there is to it. One person, one vote. I agree. And, and uh, it should be and it should be very, very easy for any American citizen who is legally entitled to vote to vote in the easiest way possible. It's a right. They're going to manipulate this. The GOP, you know, and these far right wingers are going to manipulate this to their advantage in any way they can twist and turn this thing into to their to their you know to their advantages. Especially with Trump in the mix, it's going to be it's going to be an ongoing thing. And until we rid this this sickness, it's I don't know. Well, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting year. And and by the way, there's still a very good chance that Donald Trump will be the Republican Party nominee. He'll most likely be a convicted felon by next summer. His health is very, very poor, and there's only going to be more legal problems popping up. He is not doing well. And uh, I mean, tonight he was making fun of stuttering in a speech like he's going to keep on saying offensive, vulgar, racist shit. And I'm sorry, I don't see him having a pathway to being more popular now than he was three years ago i think that what you guys are missing in all this with trump and like his popularity is that phil ramone got his first grammy for the stan getz Zhao gilberto album in 1963 that's a good album actually but look you then, said you sent my producer down the rabbit hole of phil ramone trivia and then and then 30 years later he produced this the frank sinatra duets record that was the huge oh album in 1990 that's a terrific record too by the way and yes he did produce that he worked with sinatra a lot and it's a really good record yeah, I, I, I had no idea. I knew, you know, he touched he, just about every artist. I mean, every genre almost, you know. It's amazing uh, the work that uh, he's done. But if, if you have a chance, well, maybe you already heard, but the, this McCartney collaboration did in the, in the uh, mid-'80s. It's just... Yeah, uh, no, I've heard it. No, they were, yeah. they, were, they, were, they were tight. But I mean, he, but he, yeah. he, he worked with everybody, man. I mean, Phil Ramone yeah. worked with everybody. He, he, did, he produced Ghostbusters and Flashdance. Right, uh, spies like our, uh, spies like us. I think he did that soundtrack. We don't need to. We don't need to talk about that. Mitch. We don't need to talk about spies like us, do we? Don't need. No, we don't need to. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but uh, anyway, John, I you know I'll uh, I'll end it here. But I, I thank you again for uh, letting me on and uh, uh, shout out to Frank. I love. We still love Frank here, and uh, we uh, you know he's the man. But uh, I, thanks again, and um, I don't know what to say, but you know, you know, peace and love. Thank you, sir. Let's hope Frank shows up tonight. Thank you. We're at 866-997-4748. That's 866-997-GRIT. Uh, hey, it's our friend Rob in Orlando. Rob, Happy New Year. How you doing, man? Happy New Year, John. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. And Did you have a nice, a nice Christmas? New Year. What did, did you do for Christmas? Spent, what, did you, what did you do? I spent, I spent it with the wife, and we, we watched uh, all three Santa Claus movies. I never saw the third one. I very disappointing in that one. Which ones? The Tim Burton, the the, the the Tim Allen ones. Yeah, the Tim Allen ones. We watched that, mm-hmm. and then we always watched. Never had the pleasure. Uh, die. We always watched Die Hard on Christmas Eve. 
And yeah, nice. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I don't care. So. <laughs> Listen, this I, I don't take sides in that fight, man. I, I don't take sides in it. I get it. <laughs> Hand and Her Sisters is a Thanksgiving movie. Whatever works. I mean, you were more adventurous than us. We I live with a kid, so we were doing we were we did a we, you know Rudolph and the Grinch, but we did do um, uh, It's a Wonderful Life yet again, which I can see that movie a oh, hundred yeah. times and it gets better. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't watch that anymore. It drives me nuts. Why? And then I watch my favorite football team. Wait, 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 wait. You're like the only. Wait, you're the only person who doesn't like that movie. Why does it drive you nuts? Because it's stupid. It's, it's a wonderful life. Is a stupid movie. What's stupid about that movie? Yes. Why is I it stupid? Don't like it. What? I understand that. What don't you like? It's set in like, it's set in like the 1930s. I don't like black and white. No, it's literally yeah. set during World War II. World War II is a plot point. It's set oh, in the 1940s. Whatever. 30s, 40s. It makes no difference to me. It's, it's long before I was even thought of. Before you don't like black and white movies? You don't like black and white movies? Not really. No, not really. What if they're great? You, what do really you mean? Casablanca? I don't care. Oh, gosh. That's not even... That, no. Come on. Chaplin? The Marx even, Brothers? Uh, you, oh, no. Come on. Three Schindler's These List? movies. We, it, no, ch- I don't like Schindler's it's List. It's going to really upset you to know that Casablanca is a movie, actually. I, I know. I know these 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 are movies, John. I'm not. I'm well aware. They're just terrible. Okay. They're stupid. You're, you're in not a worth small club there, but okay. Okay. Well, that's fine. You don't like black and white movies. I roll in okay. different circles. I roll in different circles, though. So, yeah. Okay. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, January 6th. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're coming up to the a great anniversary tomorrow of one of the greatest days in 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 our history, really. You like the cops uh, being beaten, right? You enjoyed the cops getting beaten. That was fun, uh, right? Actually, the only the only cop that did anything uh, shot Ashley Babbitt. So, um, more than one hundred forty police officers, more than one hundred forty police no, officers were injured there no, that day. That was okay, no, right? Nobody, nobody was injured. Okay. Uh, more than people. 140 police officers were mm-hmm. injured. Five people died mm-hmm. during or right after the attack, and oh. four cops committed oh, suicide you mean, later. You mean, hold, hold on. You, you mean Ashley Babbitt was one of them. She was killed. Uh, She's killed because of Donald Trump's lie. She is dead because of Donald Trump's lie, because Donald Trump lost and knew he'd lost and told them to fight like hell. Did you support the fake elector scheme? Do you like the fake elector scheme? Was that smart and clever to you? Stop trying to... We're, we're talking about the five dead people, okay? Yeah, no, Actually, but you're celebrating January 6th. I'm asking you, what What about January 6th is so noble? Okay. What about the fake well, elector on, scheme? we got to go back to the dead people first. Let's finish the dead people conversation. Ashley Babbitt Ashley is dead Babbitt because of Donald Trump's cops. lies. Okay. Because of Donald Ashley Trump's lies, she is cops. dead. One yes. One guy died and, of, of natural causes. Another guy... He, ended up he died later himself. that night. He had a stroke yeah, and died later that night. Himself. Yeah, yeah four of them. So four four cops six. killed themselves. So four cops three. killed themselves. No, they, no, four cops did not kill themselves. Four cops okay, who'd been in the fray later died by suicide. Yeah, but that's not from January 6th. So they had been there, and they later died by suicide. But but listen, Rob, check it out. Google it. More than 140 cops were injured that day. Uh-huh. The, the abuse against I the police. It. We've seen the footage. We've seen the police being beaten. That's acceptable to you, right? I just need to understand. That's acceptable? Uh, no, actually, it's not. But you don't talk about, you know... You know, BLM burning down a Portland courthouse. Uh, that that was that was pretty. Bad. That's not acceptable to me either. But again, but but again, yeah, Black but Lives Matter was protesting that. police brutality and murder. 
January 6th was for Donald Trump's lies. He lied to you. He has Ashley Babbitt's blood on his hands. He watched on the TV for 187 minutes eating Big Macs. And that was it. He lied to you. He lied to everyone you love. And Ashley Babbitt is dead because of his lies. Her blood is on his hands. It was an illegal attempt to keep him in power. Uh, It was a there was terrorism. It was a putsch. And Trump knew he lost. No, none of it was terrorism. I get, you know, according to the dictionary, it was. Hey, how do you feel? How do you feel now that we know that Donald Trump was paid five million plus by the Chinese while he was president? Is that a good thing? He made five million Uh, from the Chinese in the White House. He had a Chinese bank account. No, no, no. I need to know this was a tell me why that's good. Defend it. Oh, I don't care. Okay, no, you don't. You don't care about Joe Biden uh, getting money from from Russia. Or getting money from Ukraine. Or <laughs> Joe from Biden getting money from Russia. Yes. That. No, I don't care about yes. Joe Biden getting money from it's Russia. Right. Joe Biden got no, no money from so Ukraine. I don't care about Donald Everything, Trump. the politicians, okay. these empty suit politicians you traded your manhood for, everything they've told you about Joe Biden, Donald Trump is guilty of. He took in five million plus from China while yeah, president, yeah. while screaming yeah. racist shit about yeah. China to you. He was taking their yeah. money. He was on a foreign payroll. But you are in a cult, my friend. And you're not going to mind that. So I'm going to go and talk to my guests. You can watch some footage of cops being beaten and I'll send some tissues and hand lotion over to your house because I know how much you like that. And if that doesn't work, I know you're a big fan of watching George Floyd be murdered as well. That's Robin Orlando. Uh, TV's Frank is joining us right now. Frank Conniff is one of the funniest guys in the game. The best deadpan in all of comedy. If you're like me, you fell in love with his work on Mystery Science Theater 3000, where he played the evil but lovable uh, mad scientist sidekick. TV's Frank. He later went on to work for, of course, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And he's, well, been on everything on TV, including this show. The Mads Are Back is the show he does with Trace Bellew, the other mad scientist from Mystery Science Theater. Frank and Trace do hilarious shows, both live and on Zoom. They have a great live stream riff coming up next Tuesday, January 9th. You can get tickets and information at dumbindustries.com. TV's Frank, welcome back to Sirius XM. I hope you enjoyed Rob, the insurrectionist oh, okay. racist Orlando as your warm-up act. Rob, Rob is fucking awesome. I love Isn't he Rob. Great? I love this guy. I mean, <laughs> you know doesn't what? like he's black not, and white movies, Frank. Doesn't like black and white movies. Doesn't mind not, cops being beaten. He's not only anti-black lives matter, he's anti-black and white lives matter. No, he's anti-blue lives matter. He's, I know. You know, when he was talking <laughs> about uh, it's a wonderful life and uh, being awful and uh <laughs> You know why he hates that movie. He watches that movie and roots for Mr. Potter. Exactly. And uh, he he doesn't like black and white movies. I I imagine he likes, since he's MAGA, he likes white (laughs) and white movies or white and whiter (laughs) movies are probably a big thing with him. And uh, he probably wishes that you and I as comedians could only one day be as funny as the movie uh, Lady Ballers. (laughs) Which I believe the Daily Wire, who are making movies now, just put out. So these uh, Ben Shapiro, yeah. But I want to be fair. uh, It's not he. He might be a racist, but he. Let's be honest. He he also hates tons of his uh, white fellow Americans as well. So let let's you know uh, let's not be let's not be too exclusionary. He doesn't. You know, it used to be the uh, the the conservatives and the Republicans. They were the ones on the side of cops. Remember that, and and they were the law. They 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 were the law and order people, and and it's all completely reversed now. You know, they they were the supposedly the patriots. Now they support Putin. 
you know, now uh, they they talk about the war of Ukrainian aggression. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's just crazy. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember when they pretended to be on the side of Jesus, much less uh, mm. of cops. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you heard right just now with this guy. You know, it, it's mm. beautiful because I, I wanted to ask about the police being beaten because it is mm-hmm. true. You can see footage of cops. That one poor young cop, that white dude who was being crushed in the doorway, screaming into the camera. I mean, 140 cops sought medical attention that day. And he doesn't care because that's how the morality is with our MAGA hey, friends. Like there's a yeah. filter and it's like when it goes, you know, it's like. I'm better than you. And when you show me an example of how I'm not better than you, I don't care. And I reject it. Uh-huh. And I re- I don't care that cops were beaten, just like I don't care that Donald Trump was literally on China's payroll while he was our president. That's never happened in history. And I don't like Casablanca. I mean, Jesus Christ, the stupid. <laughs> well, and the yeah, he doesn't, hand hand like, uh, he doesn't like Casablanca, but he, he likes the January 6th uh, riot footage because it's in color, I guess. You know? <laughs> exactly. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't don't get him started on Citizen Kane. I'm sure. It's oh, right good. now he's calling the superstation demanding they colorize <laughs> Schindler's List. I mean, really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Frank, how was your Christmas? How was your 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 New Year's? How was your holiday? I uh, I survived it. You know, it was it was low key and uh, or, uh, or or it was low key because I watched the show low key at, at a certain <laughs> point. But uh uh, it was fine. You know, the, the, for me, the, you know me well enough to know that for me, the holidays are something I try to make it through. It's I always describe the holiday season as the uh, the World Series of Depression. You know, it's depression's <laughs> big, big annual event. And uh, I made it through and I'm here on the other side and uh, I'm grateful. Yeah, Got to eat some too. good food at my sister's house and it was great. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, I had a pretty low key. I saw Spamalot on Broadway. Finally saw that. Oh, I, I, you know, I've never seen Spamalot, but I, I, I feel like I can say I love it because it's Monty Python, you know. Yeah, it really is. Eric Idle just built on, he just, he built on the, the original uh-huh. screenplay so beautifully. I, I was curious, though, did you see any good films, Mr. Conniff, that the rest of us should catch up on? I know that you were probably uh, racking up on your, uh, your, your, your movie goals. Yeah, well, I've seen um, uh, I just saw everyone. I'm like late to the party. Everyone has already raved about it. But uh, Past Lives, I just saw a few nights ago. Wonderful, lovely film. Um, uh, It's wonderful. That was that was terrific, you know, and uh, I've been I've been mainly watching um, like last night. You know, Thursday night is a big TV night for me because is it really? It is because I watch, uh, first of all, uh, Reacher on Amazon, which I love. I fucking love Reacher. It's a total kick-ass show. It's really It's really fun. (laughs) Go ahead, Chris. It's really, uh, yeah, we can't stop watching it. It's kind of uh, like conservative American wet dream show, but it's very watchable. How it It looks, yeah. You know, but that it's it's just and and it really, you know, Tom Cruise, whatever you want to say about him, he's usually very savvy about the roles that he picks for himself. Like he's mm-hmm. usually well cast and yeah. when you watch this guy playing. And I didn't you know, I remember on your show, a, a trucker, Steve, I think, telling us that because he had read the Lee Child Reacher books and right. saying that Tom Cruise was completely miscast in it. And when you right, watch because- this guy playing Jack Rich. It's he it's amazing how miscast 
Tom Cruise is in that role because this guy could pick had, up Tom Cruise and eat him with one hand. I know. And you have Tom Cruise in the movies like being that tough badass that this guy is. Uh, and, and and it just doesn't come off. But but in on the TV show, it just works great. And it's it's so much fun. So I watch Reacher every week. And nice. then um, and then I watched the Chris Christie version, Reacher Round. Which I is had a no whole idea. Different show. He's a and, large man, uh, you're and, saying. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. then uh, a, a, another show I watch every week that's on Apple TV called uh, For All Mankind. <laughs> oh, is it is a good a, show? Is it, it's a good, is it good? terrific. It's terrific. It's you know what? I, I finally binged Slow Horses. I binged seasons two and three oh, of Slow Horses over the break. So good. So good. Uh, that's my favorite show on Apple TV, Slow Horses. But... But um, For All Mankind is really good. And then I'm enjoying the uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which is also I have on been, uh, Apple was, TV. I've been watching that in increments when I get off the air at What the Hell O'Clock, and I watch some of that before I fall uh, asleep. And it's 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 been pretty fun. I want to go see the new Godzilla movie because I keep hearing how great it is. Yeah, well, that's um, uh, I think when I, I started watching Monarch because I saw a clip from Godzilla Minus One, and it looked so awesome. And I got confused. I thought that Maybe that was a clip to this TV show, but it wasn't. It's a whole <laughs> different thing. But it's it's for what it is. It's it's a it's an enjoyable show. So let, I let think me, let me throw a few movies at you. Did you did you see uh, the holdovers? Loved it. It was great. Loved it. Great movie. Yeah, terrific. Uh, Paul Giamatti, who who I've also been watching in. Um, uh, I've been finally catching up with John Adams. Oh, is that great? Uh, great show. It, you know what? It's it's. Uh, it's kind of both insufferable and enjoyable at the oh, same I loved time. It. I know? loved I loved it. And I thought the depiction of George Washington yeah. was the closest to how people have described him yeah. in history that I've ever seen. That but he was it's, just a weird it's sort guy. of like, um, you know, like the way it gets on my nerves a little. The Well, my dear, I will endeavor to go and present <laughs> him with, you know, the way they talk. It's kind of. That's how I think Paul Giamatti talks around his house. Yeah. I must say. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And you know what, though, I have to, you know, you might remember the very first show that you and I did on Sirius XM, I believe we had Dick Gregory as our guest over the phone. That's right. And he described the Founding Fathers as thugs. And I'll just point out that I'm I'm up to episode five. I've heard the word uh, slavery mentioned once out of the five episodes. And in the one scene they mentioned it, it was, I think, Thomas Jefferson saying yeah. that he abhorred slavery. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. So like a lot of American historical books, movies, TV shows, there's a uh, whitewashing, an appropriate term for it, of our founding fathers. And, Indeed. Uh, you know. Okay. Let me throw a couple movies at you really quick, because I'm curious. Did, have you seen Priscilla? Because this is the Elvis no. movie you've got to see. Oh, Wow, I haven't I haven't seen that. It's yet. going to upset the right people. What uh, about have you seen um, Poor Things? No, that's the one that I'm waiting to start streaming because I, I haven't had an opportunity about, to see. It. I, I love that director's other stuff. So I love I love the favorite. And, Did I, you and, see? I, and I love Emma Stone. So I know I'm going to Emma like Stone that. gives the performance of the year of any actor uh, of any gender. Uh, Did you see May, December or Anatomy of a Fall? Yeah. No, Anatomy of a Fall I haven't seen. Um, okay. That, at my age, that's a little worrisome to me. The, it's kind of close idea. to home, isn't it? Yeah. Hitting a little close to home of a fall, breaking my hip. But uh, <laughs> uh, May, December, I, I saw, and, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, it's not camp. 
as some people were saying. And I Not didn't think all. it and some people think it's funny. I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was a engrossing melodrama with great performances. Nice. Uh, did you happen to see They Cloned Tyrone? No, that I haven't seen yet either. I've heard okay, nothing but good things great. about that. Hey, and Killers of the Flower Moon? Have you seen it? Yes. Loved it. Yeah, it needs to be longer, uh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't uh, I don't I don't mind uh like uh, Oppenheimer was long. Um The Irishman uh, was three and a half hours. It was great. Yeah, the, it's 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 fine, you know. No, I'm not joking. Uh, I, I thought it could have been I I thought Killers of the Flower Moon could have been twenty minutes longer. It did not yeah, well, for me once. Um if you if you've uh, read the book, which I, I did in preparation for the movie, I read the book. Uh it's it goes on long after the end of the, st- the story of the movie and talks about right. the aftermath of 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 everything that ha- and, and and when you read the book you really understand why it was a good decision for Scorsese to focus on the uh, Native Americans involved exactly. as opposed to the as opposed to the FBI who uh, DiCaprio was originally supposed to play the FBI agent. That's right. Uh, and, That's right. And they they went in it, and I think it was a really good decision. I, I agree. Uh, Mr. Conniff, now um, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to some listeners, and we have to have a sad little goodbye for our good friend, uh, Wayne LaPierre. As some of you may have heard, Lil Wayne has stepped down from his role. Oh, I didn't the- hear that. Lil Wayne uh, has stepped down from the National Rifle Association uh, in advance of Letitia James destroying it and leaving it a smoldering husk. So we'll have some thoughts when we come back and your calls with Frank Conniff at 866-997-4748. This is Progress. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. I literally have a cat attacking my console right now. This is Sirius of Progress. I'm John Fugel saying we are at 866 866- Nine nine seven forty seven forty eight eight six six nine nine seven grit. I am joined by TV's Frank, Frank Conniff, and we're taking your calls again. Our number is eight six six nine nine seven forty seven forty eight. 
TB's Frank, um, let's go to the phone, shall we? Let's go yes. to, um, let's see who's online. Let's go to uh, Brian in Oregon. Brian, thank you for your patience. Welcome. You're on progress. Oh, you, no worries. Um, hi, you two. Um, hey, John, just, uh, um, well, I've got a couple things, but the uh, talk okay. of the uh, Jimmy Stewart uh, Christmas movie, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> Wonderful Life. Yeah. I was realizing this Christmas I was missing Bill from Pennsylvania, and you and Chris feeding him lines for that movie. Me too. That was so great. I know. I hope Bill from Pennsylvania hope, is okay. He hasn't called right. us in a while. One of my greatest regrets, it's actually Bill's fault, because he doesn't have email. He didn't use computers. But That's we can, right. We always, we always wanted to email him. Like We the offered him. We said, we said, if we sent you the dialogue, if we sent you the pages of scenes of dialogue, because, Frank, we had this caller, Bill, Bill, Bill from Pennsylvania, who always yeah, talked exactly like Jimmy, like Jimmy Stewart, and we just yeah, wanted yeah, him to yeah, reenact there, dialogue yeah, from that film. Right. Happy New Year to you in jail. But he didn't have an email yeah. account so he couldn't receive mm-hmm. it from us anyways that was that was what i was realizing uh, i had hopefully he's all right because i haven't heard bill for, I hope he is for a too. while i hope but, he's okay too yeah but um uh on a lighter side of the world i thinking i i heard a clip of elise stefanik dressing down the president of harvard i think it was on dean's or michelangelo's show or yes something. yeah that was the goddamnedest awfulest thing i've heard in a long while well, what's Elise Stefanik supposed to do? Come up with policies to help non-millionaires? No, she has to beat up a black woman who's achieved something. Come on now. How's she going to be popular? There's so much smarter than she is and more accomplished. But um, anyways, I, I just I, so I called her office uh, and expressed a, a little dis- Good for you. disdain for yeah, her. Right on. Uh, and racist com- comments and uh, yeah. how I thought she treated her. Well, it's, Stefanik- it's, it's awful ahead, how how the South and Florida produces such politicians. Oh, wait a minute. She's from New York. Uh-huh. She's, and she's from Harvard herself. But again, <laughs> this is Elise Stefanik, who doesn't have anything to say about Nick Fuentes That's and his Jew-hating, has nothing to say about Kanye West, has nothing to say about Donald Trump saying, we'll deport you if you don't like our religion. No, she just wanted the scalp of a black woman. And unfortunately, this was a black woman with no hair. Right, yeah, and the uh, the media took the bait on this whole totally. thing. Totally, you completely. I, I, yeah. Although I, I'd like to quote Doug J. Balloon, uh, New York Times pitch bot on Twitter, <laughs> who said, um, I'll paraphrase him, that uh, uh, it's so uh, discouraging that a great institution like Harvard that produced Henry Kissinger and Robert McNamara would sink to such lows. (laughs) (laughs) I've lost a lot of uh, respect for these institutions, Yale, Harvard. Yeah, but again, it's but but it's if Elise Stefanik cared about anti-Semitism, she'd go after Nick Fuentes. And if she cared about plagiarism, she would go after Neil Gorsuch. She's not going to do any of that. They don't care about anything. Harvard fired this woman because you know why Harvard fired her? Because it affected the donations. That's why. And they use the plagiarism as their excuse. And that's just weak bullshit, too. And uh, fuck the hundred millions that guy is going to give you. That's my thought. Yeah, well, that's not how universities operate. That's what matters. Uh, well, the, so there was a, a university I heard just a, a footnote in, um, in over kind of some small college. I remember it was Odin or something in like North Dakota or Wisconsin or someplace. Mm-hmm. And that little school and whoever was managing their uh, trust fund or whatever it is that they, they invest in outperformed Harvard and all these other schools. Really, and raised a lot more money. 
But Harvard had more uh, Harvard had more Simpsons writers, though. <laughs> that's true. That's the yin and the yang of the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. I appreciate the All call. Right. Cheerio. Brian, have a great weekend. We're at 866-997-4748. 866-997-GRIT. Yeah, so Frank, I'm sorry to break the news to you, but um, the CEO of the NRA, Lil Wayne, Wayne LaPierre, has Ooh. stepped down amidst his incredible corruption charges. He has Ooh. resigned from the organization three days before he begins his corruption trial here in New York. Of Ooh. course, Wayne LaPierre has spent the last 30 years keeping Americans safe from any gun laws that might keep Americans safe. Ooh. Every time there's another gun massacre, Wayne shows up to remind us who uh, who the real victims are. And Ooh. honestly, Frank, I think I don't care what happens with the case. It is so wonderful to see this man resign in disgrace. It just makes me a little more hopeful that there's a God. Yeah, well, but but the problem is, is that and I don't even know what the scandal is. I'm imagining it's some kind of financial or sexual thing or whatever. Oh, but, yeah, it's yes. But it's, it's uh the, the, this the scandal is the organization itself. The it's a terrorist organization, and it is. Uh, they they you know and what America's become um, with all this gun violence, and they just continue to make it worse. And and I understand that um, that last shooting that just happened in Iowa mm-hmm. um, happened uh, right the day before. The legislature was scheduled to pass a bill making it easier to get guns. That's right. Um, You know, so um, what this country has become because of these um, greedy uh, terrorists who who have no problem with children and and people being massacred. um, If if they're whatever he his corruption trial is for is, is nothing compared to what he really does in his job. I mean, he said today with pride and all that we have accomplished. And I'm like, well, what have you accomplished? I mean, Mm. firearms are now the leading Mm. cause of death for American children and American teenagers. The U.S. has the 28th highest rate of deaths from gun violence in the world. 4.31 deaths per 100,000 people in 2021. Gun companies make millions in profit at the expense of American lives. And membership has gone from six million to just over four million today. And revenue is down 44 percent in the last seven well, years. That's they all have their laws. guns. All, they have their, all their 500 guns per household already. You know, that's it. Uh, that's it. And all. And, and again, the NRA and I'm not against gun rights, but, you know, I, I also believe in the well-regulated militia bit. But, you know, the NRA began as a gun safety organization. Then they became a gun rights organization. And now, as you know, Frank, for the last mm-hmm. 25 years, they have not been a gun rights organization. They exist as the lobbying wing of the gun manufacturers. Their job is to sell as many guns as possible. So the right. gun manufacturers make a lot of money. That's all they do. That's why anytime there's a mass shooting you get these emails saying joe biden's going to come take your guns and it never happens but after every mass killing they make a killing well if i were a dictator of america and um i'm not because i'm not the republican nominee this year but if i were the dictator of america i honestly uh would take everybody's gun away i know it's impractical that's what my policy would be uh you know their whole fear they're coming for your guns that would be my administration. We would come for your guns. I don't want anyone in this country to have a gun. And if you like, if you like to go hunting, get a fucking bow and arrow and make it a real sport. I don't know. You might be too pro-life for the Republicans, Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just had it. 
the idea that people need to to have all these guns is just uh I know. Um, I mean, the, the co- and, and whatever practical thing you can say about it, the cost is too high. The cost of high. all of these people being killed every week, every week, every other week, another mass shooting. And, uh, and we're so used to it now. It doesn't even, you know, it doesn't. That's even because you have deal. humanity and empathy, Frank. It's because you have humanity and empathy. Uh, Rob, the no. racist from Florida that was calling before. It's acceptable. You know, mm, these mass yeah. shootings to these people are the price we have to pay. Well, so I mentally take... unstable 20 year olds can easily get military hardware that slaughters lots of humans really fast. That's I would, the price. I would, and take it's Ro- I would take Rob's gun away so that he couldn't shoot the television when a black and white movie is on. <laughs> Wayne LaPierre, you know, Wayne LaPierre got stuck in traffic once, Frank, but more cars would have prevented that. Uh, 866-997-GRIT. Stephen in Georgia. Welcome. You're on Sirius XM. Good evening. Oh, hey, John. How you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, Yeah, doing well. So, yes, uh, I know the the anti-gun groups are gloating over Wayne LaPierre, but... Uh, I'm not anti-gun, my friend. I'm not anti-gun. Not I anti-gun am. here. I'm not. Frank is. I'm not. Go on. Yeah. But, I'm anti-Wayne um, LaPierre. I'm anti-the NRA. I don't think it's the big uh, victory that uh, uh, they think it's going to be, you know. I mean, back in the... I'm old enough to remember back in the 70s and the 80s and the early 90s, the NRA was the only game in town when it comes to Second Amendment advocacy—that's not the case. Yeah, but that—but that's that—that's when they were a gun rights organization. They're not a gun rights organization anymore. They exist to make money for the gun manufacturers. They're lobbyists. Uh, But you know what? I—I agree. I agree with you, though, that that Wayne Lapierre leaving the NRA will make absolutely no difference in the culture of the NRA or the culture or gun culture in our country. They'll just put someone else. With Oliver North last uh, anybody, time. They, they, yeah, any, remember the power struggle with Oliver North? Yeah. It was crazy. Anyone who takes oh, that job that. is going to be just as bad as Wayne LaPierre. It's, it makes no difference. But, it only the, makes a difference in his uh, the, income. Go ahead. The, 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 the NRA, and I say this actually as a still holding life membership in the NRA, but they mm-hmm. haven't really been as relevant for the past decade. It's been groups like, uh, Second Amendment Foundation and right, Firearms right. Policy Be- Coalition. But again, that's and, because the NRA... I mean, there's did- been so much good that the NRA has done. Um, I mean, just, you know, look what look what happened with violent crime starting in the early 90s. It peaked in the early 90s. And then afterwards, up until just a couple of years ago, something strange happened in the summer of 2020. I wonder what that was. But well, anyway, violent, crimes, uh, violent crime's gone down since the 70s. Since the early 70s, violent crime has dropped heavily. That's when it peaked. But uh, I mean, but, was, but you have to understand that under under but, Wayne LaPierre, under Wayne LaPierre's leadership, we are now at a place where guns are the leading cause of death for children in America and the leading cause of death for teenagers in America. And can I ask you a question mm, about the NRA? Let me no, ask you a question. Because no, 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 they, no, they are. No, they yeah. really are. They so really, I wish I was, wish I was making that, that up. You'll recognize that they add in 18 and 19 year olds. Those are not teenagers. 
Those 18 are and 19 are teenagers. Come on now. You're really going to say it doesn't count because they're Nobody only 18 and 19 year olds? Being... 18 and 19 year olds are teenagers. You know what? I'm thrown off by the word teen. I'm, I'm thrown off by the letters they T-E-E-N in that. 18 and 19 being in the teens. That's why they are considered teens. Uh, it's also part of the reason why they can't drink. Now, again, in, in 10 years ago, Frank Lund said a poll of NRA members and 87 percent said that they believed Second Amendment freedoms go hand in hand with preventing gun violence. I'm not talking about NRA members. I'm talking about their leadership who have stopped being a gun rights organization and are nothing but lobbyists for the gun manufacturers. What's the NRA's position on 3D printable guns? They support them. Do they support it? Well, well, they're they're, they're, they're they're a problem. Uh, 3D, because, you, you know, you run out of toner. And then it's just hard to finish. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I'm not anti-gun at all. Uh, Frank really, is. I'm not. But the really NRA don't know about the 3D uh, uh, printed guns all that much. They have uh, they've uh, had a lot of advances in that area that uh, actually have astounded even me. But has well, the but, NRA um, supported it or has the NRA supported it? Because I go to the website all the time. I've looked through Wayne LaPierre's speeches. I cannot find him supporting 3D printable guns. Because it hurts gun sales. Right? Because it hurts gun sales. It. it hurts they've gun sales. They've never opposed it. John, right, but they've, they've never, never supported it. it. If, they oppose, if, if they had a problem concerning gun sales and wanting to make sure, then why would uh, then they would oppose pawn shops, wouldn't they? Because pawn shops sell second-hand guns, but they're not right. opposing that. Well, but they, oppo- but they oppose regulating the guns the way we do cars. I think the NRA doesn't want to do anything to stop legal guns from ever becoming I, illegal guns. Come on I'm now. Sorry, Come on, I they're not about safety. anywhere in the Constitution where you have a right to a car. I, I mean, it is a, a right. No, I didn't say you have a right. I'm saying we should regulate, regulate guns the way we regulate cars and keep track of them so legal guns can't become illegal guns when a gang member sends their girlfriend into a gun show to buy something. Come on now. This is, this is, look, I get it. It's acceptable. He had to pass a federal background check to own a car. I'm saying regulate the guns themselves to keep track of them. Look, if you don't want to do anything to keep legal guns from becoming illegal guns, I get it. Are the amount of mass shootings acceptable to you? I don't think 20-year-old males should be able to own weapons designed to slaughter lots of Americans really fast. I don't find all these mass slaughters acceptable. If you find that to be the price we have to pay, then fight for it. I don't either, but what you propose won't work. What do you mean what I propose? What do you mean? It failed. It Hell, what the 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 assault weapons ban did not fail. The assault the the amount of mass shootings yes, went down yes, precipitously yes. for ten years, and they went up again in 04 when Bush. No, it they, had come on. Nothing to do with the assault. No, weapons. no, no. Listen, you believe what you believe. Listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I care about American lives too much. I think maniacs should be forced to have to reload mid-massacre. I think we need to have lower capacity magazines. I don't think civilians should have AR-15s. I get that you do. I don't find the school shootings acceptable. I get that you think that's the price the rest of us have to pay. But what you propose won't work. It did work. What do you mean it won't work? Dude, have you paid attention to any other country on Earth? Any other country on Earth. We are the only nation with these mass shootings we're the only place this keeps happening australia got rid of mass shootings because they cared about the people no, more than they, they cared about their didn't. entertainment there and my is friend, a link on wikipedia listing mass shootings in australia and they stopped you find at the port arthur oh, you man. find that the number of mass shootings in the 27 years after port arthur 
is the same moral mastery as the what? previous no, you're eating NRA propaganda. It's not true. Listen, I'm I get it. You think, my friend, NRA you think these slaughters are acceptable. All right. John, then cheer them on. Then cheer them on. Go ahead. What about, all the, the boomer, what about all the boomerang violence in Australia? <laughs> Listen, I get it. I don't think civilians should own AR-15s. You think they should. I don't think 21-year-old males should have access to machines designed to kill lots of people really fast. You think they should. I don't think that... 150 years. It's great. Then enjoy it. Enjoy your entertainment. Enjoy your entertainment. And I'll be fighting to make sure that no one you love gets mowed down. You know what? Just to be true to... No, it's not your right. It's your right. An AR-15 is your entertainment. It's your entertainment. It's not your right. Should civilians be should civilians be allowed to own? Dude, should civilians be allowed to own tactical nukes? Those are dangerous. We got to hit a break, Stephen. I'm glad you think they're dangerous, Stephen. Should civilians be allowed to own nuclear weapons? I just said it. They are dangerous and unusual. That is the restriction that's already in place. Under so you oh, accept some limitations okay. on our constitutional yeah. rights. Thank you very much for proving the point. Have a great weekend. Call back anytime, Stephen. I appreciate you. we got to hit a break. Frank, please stay with us. We'll be right back after this. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are back at SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. Hello. Fred is on the line from Illinois with a question for TV's Frank. Hello, Fred. Hi, hey, Fred. Hi, John and Frank. Hey. Uh, listen, hey. I want uh, maybe this will lighten it up a little bit after that uh, <laughs> <laughs> last couple of calls. Uh, Frank, this, this is going to go back away, and I know i got a short, short time here. Uh, about seven years ago, when you guys were in the other time slot, Yes. You had a segment about movies, and you and it was about movies that were about movies. I'm, I'm not at all you. You're not going to remember it, maybe, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess I was on the line. I didn't get through. I wanted to ask you, because Frank, Frank, I think maybe you will remember a Bud Schulberg book. Uh, what makes Sammy run? What makes run? Sammy run? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and they and and there was supposed to be some like uh, crazy argument about whether that move whether that book would get made into a movie. Like they it never was. They never made it. I, I know that it's been in development forever, and Ben Stiller was developing it for a while, um, and and he never made it. Hmm. Um, well, so, uh, what was, the, I know the movie where the book was supposed to be like damning on, on, uh, 
Yeah, I, I well, and it came out in like 1941 or something like that. And it right, was, uh, exactly, exactly, 41. Yeah. I read the book. It was startling. How, this is how so great, really, great book. He attacked uh, the whole industry, really. Yeah, and, and, and there, was, there were uh, people that said that the character was based on, I think, Jerry Wald, who was a producer. I think some people said it was based on him, but there's, there's debate about that. Well, well, I want I to thank thought, you yeah, for bringing thought, up Bud Schulberg because I'm always chasing the millennials with this show. And so another great you. Bud Schulberg movie-related <laughs> novel is The Disenchanted, which is based on F. Scott Fitzgerald in Hollywood. Uh, highly recommend that one as well. Fred, we are out of time, my friend. I thank you very much for calling. Um, and TV's Frank, thank you for joining us on yet another Friday. We're cashing in here. What is the best way for our listeners to follow you and keep up with all your shows? Um, just to, across all the social medias, uh, of your choice at Frank Conniff and this coming Tuesday, 8 PM, uh, the Mads are back, uh, an evening of shorts, uh, go to dumbindustries.com, dumb slash industries.com, uh, or the Mads are back, uh, com to get tickets. $10 cheap. I can't wait, Mr. Conniff. It's so great to see you. Thank you for classing up our show. This is progress. <laughs>